this is a, a lesson that um, is easily understood but maybe hard to put in practice uh, for some. And we know that also um, uh, that when anytime we speak of love, if we use the world's definition of love, um, we will thoroughly be confused. Uh, that's why um, the Bible tries to communicate of what love is. And perfect love is what? Perfect love does cast off. But what is perfect love? As the is the love that um, Jesus Christ demonstrated, right, and laying down His life for us, and that's Jesus. Uh, this this week, uh, we were burdened for the youth of the church and for this generation that's been raised, or life's the lack of a better word, been born into this world and they um, so many raise themselves it's possible and uh, we was just uh, with what's going on in the news and what's going in on our own life we just felt this impending doom and um, I know the Bible tells Daryl that he needs to fear the Lord and so we fear the Lord, and we know that the Bible says, flee from useful uh, lust. Well, Daryl's 53 years old. I don't have to worry about that no more, right? Well, I uh, said another way that we need to flee the flesh, or fear the flesh, right? We need to flee from that which entices the flesh. And, and so we, uh, we know that the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked, and so we know that we are to fear uh, our own understanding and our own heart that the Bible tells us not to lean unto our own understanding. And so we must search the Scripture. And then we also know that, uh, that we, though, uh, th 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 me, th th what I'm telling you here, a lot of people's going to take issue with, right? And they'd say that we are not of a spirit of fear, and, or, but then we're also to fear the devil. Uh, knowing the wiles of the devil, right? Uh, we should uh, 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 we should uh, see his crafty ways, and not engage him, but run to Jesus. But with all that being said, Daryl don't live in fear. I know uh, that my salvation is in the Lord. I know that everything I face in this world, God is able to deliver. I know that He is enabled each and every one of us through the power of His Holy Ghost so that we don't have to succumb to the flesh, bless your heart. <laughs> and I know that when Satan tempted Jesus Christ out there in the wilderness, that Jesus defeated him there, and he can defeat him in your life. So, but yet, that is not to say that I'm not to fear the Lord. It's not to say... Uh, that I ought not to be aware, very aware of the flesh and to fear the flesh as it were. It's not to say uh, that I'm not to fear Satan. 
uh, you're another fool if you don't fear any one of these things because the Bible has taught us. Uh, we know now there's some that got them all out of order, don't they? I know there's some people fear the devil himself I, I more than God Almighty, or at least they live that way. And I, uh, But anyhow, so we was thinking about that very thing. Uh, we were thinking about uh, the decisions that the youth have made uh, uh, that have attended this church. The ones uh, uh, that have gone on and left uh, uh, and then the ones that are here. And so uh, our heart was heavy. Uh, and, and we were trying to, uh, uh, because we know uh, uh, that the Bible says not to lean unto our own understanding. I, I don't want to be, uh, 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 to uh, uh, destroy uh, uh, Daryl with Daryl's wisdom. Uh, uh, but I want to take the word of God. Uh, uh, bless your heart and use it. Uh, uh, but you know somebody said. Uh, uh, have you ever heard the old saying. Uh, uh, they've, uh, they've opened up Pandora's box. Uh, uh, and uh, you can search that out. Uh, if you would want to. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you it's a pale comparison. Uh, uh, to what happens. Uh, uh, when you do not obey the Lord God Almighty. Uh, you don't open up Pandora's box. Uh, but you open up a window to hell uh, and you don't know uh, what's going to fly out of it. Uh, so we got into the Word of God uh, and we began to search it uh, because there trembles uh, at the judgment of God uh, that's coming to this world uh, and to America in particular uh, and to those overseas uh, to each and every one of us uh, and we live like today uh, it's going to be like tomorrow uh, and the next day uh, and the next day and don't realize that judgment's coming. That hell and fire and brimstone is going to rain out of the sky. And that each and every one of us, if you haven't repented, if your blood ain't under, or if your sins ain't under the blood of Jesus Christ, you'll be eternally lost. Alright now. So your chance here is not yet past. Or has it? Because the Bible tells us, if you want to read there, we was thinking about that. As you all pray, I want to get this preached out. When I was born, uh, my grandfather uh, was 50 years old. Uh, what's that mean? Uh, that means when I'm looking uh, in the face of curling, uh, that was me uh, looking at uh, the face of my grandfather. Uh, I'm telling you time. I ain't going to wait on nobody. Uh, and I thought about that. And I thought about how instrumental he was in my life. And then I thought, does she see me as old as I see my granddaddy? Well, you know what? I don't remember my grandfather being 53 years old. And I was trying to get in my mind how old he must have been. When my first memories of him, I can remember we lived in that cinder block house. Else. Daddy down there in North Carolina. It's the first memories I had. They come and visited us, they must. But you know what? I can't remember much of that. Matter of fact, that's the only memory that I got of that house it was my grandfather. I don't know how old I was or how old he was, but the point of all this is that when we are old, we are no more young. 
young. And sometimes we make mistakes. But because I made a mistake in my youth, I don't have to continue to make it. And if I make a mistake in my old age, I can still repent of it. But there's consequences when we sin. All right now, so he was thinking about that. I believe there was 15. I'm not certain of that, but I think there was 15 judges in Israel. There was only two of them. The Bible says, and I want to get this preached, preached out and preached in the order that the sweet Holy Ghost has sent in. I'm just a man, but I believe tonight the Holy Ghost is going to speak to you because you're at the precipice of a road that has no detour signs from it. You are at a precipice of going down a road that's one way straight into the pits of hell. And though you might live to your 80 years old, you might not never have another opportunity to repent. You say, as long as there's breath in my lungs, there's hope. Amen. There's hope. But that don't mean that that hope will be seen by me or you either one. Because there's a point in time that man can repent. When that door of mercy is closed, it is closed forever when the fullness of the Gentiles have come in there is going to be a generation that's going to say no to Jesus it'll be the last invitation given to a Gentile and that might be you and that could be this day look what's going on around us somebody said well when the fullness of the Gentiles come in Jesus is going to come back and he is but that don't mean there ain't communities that there ain't towns and counties and states that the, that the withdrawing of the Holy Spirit will pick up. I've heard, I don't know if it's true, I hear that there are Persians over there in Iran, all manners of them, having dreams about the one with scars in his hands and in his feet. And they're coming to Christ. Listen to me now, they hear see a dream living in an oppressed society where to say you're a Christian you risk risk losing your life and God would send them a dream when the last time he sent you a dream and if he would would you listen to him the Bible says in 1 Samuel, in the second chapter, in the 22nd verse, it says, Now Eli was very old, 
and he heard all that his sons did unto Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and he said unto them why do ye these why do ye such things for I hear of your evil dealings by all this people this is Eli talking to his sons and now we know I think there's 15 judges of Israel and the Bible tells me that the Lord would raise up a judge he would just like it says I think it's in the 18th chapter don't hold me to it of Deuteronomy where God said I will raise up a prophet glory to God I'm like to think about the provision of my Savior when the world turns their back on the things of God we are damned to hell unless God Almighty Daddy would raise up a prophet to tell me and to tell you that thus saith the word of the Lord and when the evil rage, and when they bring to bow the judgment of God, and then he would choose to raise up a judge, and that judge would deliver the children of Israel. Ain't that beautiful? Well, out of the 15 judges, there was only two that God raised up as a prophet and he raised him up as a judge but then also the Bible tells me that one of them judges was also priest and that was Eli we don't know why God chose in that one instant to make the priest also the judge but he did in doing so a glory to God. Eli was not only priest, but he was judge. And the Bible says here, if you would, that when Eli was very old, that his sons had taken the door of the house of God, the door of the tabernacle, and turned it into a whorehouse. That the women that hung out there at the door of the tabernacle was theirs for them to take and to lay with them and it come to Eli's ears and what did he do he did anything he did the only thing one could say that an old man could do it says in how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle I want you to I need somebody to hold up the hands of the man of God I gotta get this preached out if I ever if I ever preach any other message I gotta get this 
Well, honey, if it's my last message, that'd be all right. Because we live in troubled times. Oh, my God. Where men fear not God, they fear not the flesh. They sure don't fear the devil. And I'm telling you, that time is running out. And so it was that Eli heard this very thing. Am I over speaking it? The door, as it says here. It says here uh, that the door of the tabernacle uh, of the congregation uh, was where uh, his sons uh, lay, uh, gathered the women uh, or found the women uh, that they'd lay with. And so Eli uh, said unto them, Why do you such things? For I hear of your evil dealings. By all this people, nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people, says you make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin again another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him, notwithstanding they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay him. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. And then a man of God came to Eli and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, I'd encourage you that you would that you would read all of this chapter in First Samuel the second. The second chapter, because in the beginning of the first, now listen to what God had done for the children. Look at what God had done for Eli, because it says here, in the first verse of the, of the third chapter, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the Lord and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision, but did you not just hear what I said in the second chapter, in the twenty seventh verse? It said, "There came a man of God." from Eli uh, saying thus saith the word of the Lord uh, so uh, though it was rare uh, it was not non-existent uh, but yeah uh, maybe it was on uh, a personal level uh, where God uh, would send a prophet uh, to speak to somebody personal uh, like he did Eli uh, and he told Eli uh, that he was going to destroy uh, his sons but now we're going to jump on on over in the third chapter of 1 Samuel in the 13th verse we know the story well where 
aware of the word of the Lord speaking to Samuel and it was a rare thing but not totally non-existent but a rare thing and I believe today it's more rare than you might realize even in America where the Lord as I can speak to you man to man I can stand and preach my heart out but it's an entirely different thing for the word of the Lord uh, to speak to your soul uh, to where you'll hear it with your ear uh, you'll see it with your eyes uh, and it'll move your hands and feet uh, and so we find here uh, that uh, Samuel hears uh, the word of the Lord uh, and he rises up uh, and he goes to old Eli uh, and he says what well, you own uh, and, uh, and he does that uh, uh, several times uh, and then uh, Eli says this might be uh, uh, the Lord uh, and what you need to do uh, is to say here I am uh, or as it was here uh, 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 the Lord uh, uh, came and stood and called at another, another time Samuel Samuel and Samuel answered speak for thy servant heareth and then it says in the 13th verse the Lord well we could go ahead and the twelfth and it says in that day I will perform against Eli all the things which I have spoken concerning his house when I begin I will also make an end for I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. Uh, hold on a second. I, I just read uh, when his sons, uh, when he was an old man, uh, I don't rec uh, I don't know, I guess uh, he was still the judge uh, but he had turned over uh, his uh, uh, his priestly duties uh, to, his, uh, to his sons uh, because that's how it was uh, with with uh, uh, the sons of Aaron. Uh, it went from son to son uh, to son. Uh, and that's how it worked. Uh, it just like... Uh, a king uh, so much foreign and different uh, than God had done uh, when it come to prophets and judges uh, he said uh, that the Lord uh, this was Moses now uh, talking uh, to the children of Israel I will rate talking about God uh, that God will raise up a prophet uh, and God will raise up a judge but when it come to the priesthood uh, it was Aaron's son and then his son and then his son and for whatever reason God had called out this priest Eli to be a judge and in the when he seen his sons when he was old and he seen his sons turn the door of the, of the tabernacle into their own personal whorehouse he told them don't you do this it's one thing to transgress men and then you stand before a judge talking about himself 
He said, but when you transgress God, what shall you do? It says, oh, it says here, but if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? And we don't know at what point. Was it the first? Was it the first time that one of the sons there in his priest robes walked up to that woman and propositioned her that the door of mercy was closed but the Bible says and I ain't talking about predestination here but I'm, I'm reading you what the Bible says but the Bible says notwithstanding they hearken not unto the voice of their father who was their judge who had been high priest because the Lord would slay them that there comes a point when you can cross a line and you'll not hear the admonition of God you'll not hear the warnings and when you do it'll seem as if it was a sweet tale that one reminisces about in your youth and you'll not fear God you'll be like Eli's sons and a prophet come and tell Eli I don't know daddy if Eli went to his sons and wringed his hands but whatever he did was not enough and why because God said they would not listen to him because the Lord would slay them not because Eli hadn't told them the truth but yet we also find out that Eli was not guiltless because it says here that whatever he did wasn't enough because he restrained them not I don't know if he wanted them to clean up their act if he was trying to tell them uh, what you're doing's wrong uh, and you need to quit uh, he was an old man uh, I reckon uh, he should have removed them uh, from office uh, and trusted in the Lord uh, that he'd extend his days uh, until whatever uh, I don't know uh, what God expected of him uh, the Bible don't tell me uh, but it does tell me this uh, that words ain't enough uh, that warnings ain't enough. Uh, and then he went on to say, he said this uh, by a prophet, and we don't even know his name, uh, a man. Uh, it says there came a man of God. Uh, I would to God uh, uh, that every man of God uh, uh, answer to that uh, uh, title uh, instead of them wanting you uh, uh, to know who they are. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to see this man, no doubt, uh, uh, one day uh, uh, where uh, when we get to heaven uh, uh, and I get an introduction uh, or I'll know him uh, because uh, I'll have, as it were, uh, a little piece of the mind of God God, and I'll see him. I don't know. I might not have full. Not you know. We have no idea what our mind is going to be like in heaven. But if I know his full name and who his daddy was and his mama was in heaven, still don't mean I'll know 
right until he might have to say, I am the man that told Eli, thus saith the word of God. But you know what? Eli, if he heard it, and he did, he was a man of God. He was a judge, and he'd been a priest. Did you hear what I said earlier? Uh, there was only uh, uh, two judges uh, that were also uh, prophets. Uh, well, not really. Uh, but the fourth judge, uh, the Bible says, uh, was a prophetess. Uh, and the Bible also said uh, that God raised her up, Deborah, uh, to be a judge. Uh, and she was the only uh, until the last, Samuel. Uh, and he too uh, was a seer. Uh, and he could see. Uh, he was a prophet of God and it judges well and so we find here uh, that when he finally listens or when he listens not finally listens uh, but when he says what Eli would have him to say to the Lord then the Lord begins to tell him the destruction that he's going to have and going to make in Eli's life. And when it starts, he's going to finish it. That it's already determined. And so, naturally, no doubt, Samuel was wanting to think about, I wish maybe I wouldn't have went to Eli and asked him what I ought to do. Because you know naturally that when the sun rose the next morning, Eli was going to come to him, especially if the Lord had ever spoke to Eli on a personal level as a priest or as a judge. How sweet it was is a rare thing, Daddy. In those days, I can see that old man stooped over and asking Samuel, Samuel, was the Lord have to say? Eli was being obedient. Uh, when he made his sons uh, a high priest uh, for this is the commandment of the Lord uh, but his sons uh, were vile and wicked uh, and all that he did uh, was not enough uh, and the old, old little Samuel uh, uh, the little boy he knew uh, uh, since he was weaned by his mama uh, those words uh, that he heard from him uh, no doubt uh, stung a little bit more uh, then the words from that man of God uh, whether he, uh, Eli knew his name or not uh, it don't matter does it uh, but the point being was uh, when Samuel told him and we know <coughs> that it must break his heart uh, but Sam, or Eli responded as only any man can that loves God <coughs> And so it was. When Eli said, What is it, the thing that the Lord has said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me of all the things that were said unto, unto thee. And Samuel told him every whit and hid nothing. And so Eli said, It is the Lord, let him do what seemeth him good. What else? Can a man of God or anybody else 
say when God has pronounced judgment? My God. When a man, did he make mistakes in his life? Was Eli the perfect parent? No, he was not. Daryl, how do you know that? Because he was a human being. Uh, the Bible doesn't speak about his parenting abilities before his adult sons went awry, but it speaks about uh, his, his uh, decision-making. It speaks about his conduct after his sons went awry. And yet we have, uh, we have knowledge of what he did. There are so many people I've hear, heard of late. Well, what more can I do? I've told them that this was wrong or that's wrong. And they say it not broken, uh, not with tears streaming down their face, but they say it defiantly like somehow we are going to judge them uh, for the decisions their children make. No, that's not the point. Uh, the point is each and every one of us knowing the terror of the Lord. Uh, we are to persuade men. Uh, and if it's a sin to gossip, uh, well then by the fact that we fear God, uh, we don't listen to it neither. Uh, if it's a sin to curse, I, well, not only do we not curse, I, uh, but when others do, I, uh, we point out to them. I, and I don't mean I, uh, these people that we meet here and there, but if the Holy Spirit leads you, I, uh, you better be a mouthpiece for God. I, uh, but I'm talking about those I, that you interact with day in and day out. I, if it's a sin to curse, I, it's a sin to immerse yourself in it I, and be around it without being I, a voice piece for God, a, a, a voice, a, 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 a mouthpiece for God, for else will we stand before God and we hear the same thing that Eli heard twice from the prophets of the Lord when he said, and you restrained them not. All right now, let's fast forward for a few decades and then we'll come. Uh, to, uh, to the uh, eighth chapter of First Samuel, uh, and there seems as if uh, there is an echo uh, in this story uh, that we're reading, and it says here, and it came to pass uh, when Samuel was old uh, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, and the name of his second Abiah, and they were judges in Beersheba and so and his sons walked not in his ways but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Uh, then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him behold uh, thou art old and thy sons walk not in your ways now make us a king to judge us like all nations. All right. And see, it doesn't matter how well you raise your kids. Uh, if they are going to turn from God, they're going to turn from God. But what did Samuel do? Eli obeyed God and he placed his sons in the office of priest. Samuel took Matters in his own hand, and he made his sons judges. If you want to, you can turn on over here. And in Judges, 
uh, uh, the second chapter in the 16th verse. It says, well, we could, uh, uh, we could read the 15th. It says, whithersoever they went out, uh, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. And as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto, the, uh, uh, unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not hearken unto the judges, but uh, they went a-whoring after other gods. And then jumped down to the 18th. And when the Lord raised them up, judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies uh, uh, all the days uh, of the judge. Uh, so we find here uh, where Eli uh, was a priest uh, that God has raised up as a judge uh, and then Samuel uh, was, a, uh, was a prophet uh, that God raised up uh, as a judge. Uh, I don't know uh, why he took it upon himself uh, to make judges of his two sons but whether he thought they were qualified or not if God would have he'd have raised them up but he didn't and because of this little what would you say getting ahead of God or the arrogance of thinking my child would be better than your child or this one or that one of the very people that had seen the corruption that took place within the priesthood it's just like farmers on the east coast and even here just because you're born to be a farmer's son don't mean that you'll love the farm or that you'll have the ability to farm but here it was that just because you were the high priest's son you were going to be the next high priest and so they seen how that didn't work out too good when it came with Eli and then they seen it again when Samuel took it upon himself to make judges of his own children and they turned around instead of that getting them shy of a of a type of government where son follows father they asked for a king. Doesn't that just blow your mind? What they needed was once again to have deliverance from the Lord. And so, what's the point of this message? Why, Daryl? And why? Well, we're not underneath judges or priests or, or kings. You're right. We're under one king, and his name is King Jesus. And we better recognize him as such. And uh, there is no grandchildren in the family of God. Right? We all must come through and by Jesus Christ and be adopted into that family. And there are those that think somehow that, uh, that all we have to do is tell somebody. We can't do any more than that. Uh, but it's like that song, and we got it all wrong, but some of you have listened to it. Uh, <clears throat> I can't hear what you say because of how you live. Thanks how the words go to that. I probably still butchered it. Uh, but it's a good shepherd quartet. And you know what? It don't matter what you say. They, they can't hear it for how you live. Uh, you can say, well, I'm just trying to love them to the Lord. Well, uh, you, they're not looking for salvation. They're looking for acceptance. And there's a big difference between uh, 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 showing them the way 
and accepting them in the way that they are. You know, um, I, 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 well, well, just for instance, and I don't mean to offend nobody, uh, but there are people that have been critical of me. Uh, you know what? Uh, if, you're, if you've sinned and you've repented of it, uh, well, then I can't hold it against you, and nobody else should be able to hold it against you either. Uh, if you've broken the law and you've served your time, uh, that doesn't I, I don't care if... Um, <clears throat> I don't care if it's bank robbery. Uh, you need the Lord. And if you were a bank robber and you came over to my house and I, uh, I, don't, I, I don't keep my money in the bank, I, I don't keep my house neither. But the point being is so, uh, uh, that uh, if you were a bank robber and you served your time, oh, well, then you get to go to heaven. No, that don't work that way, does it? I, uh, I, I would to God it would. I, uh, wouldn't it be nice if you could just, uh, when you broke the laws down here, I, uh, you could serve your time and then you go to heaven? Heaven. I, well, not really. I, I, I wouldn't want to be in heaven I, I, with a bunch of ex-convicts I, I, that didn't have a heart change I, uh, because we know serving time don't change your heart. I, uh, but that's why as Christians, I, if you're a bank robber I, and you get out of, uh, you get out of the, the prison, there's going to be a lot of people I, they going to want to give you a job. I, uh, there's going to be a lot of people I, I don't want to be around you. I, and if you're telling me you're still robbing banks I, or if somebody else tells me uh, that you're still robbing banks uh, you're not going to be welcome at my table uh, but if you have shown remorse uh, and that you're not doing it no more uh, well then I'm going to take you in and make you my best friend. I'm going to make you the treasure of the church. No, of course not. But I am going to share Christ with you. And I don't know if you come fresh out of prison. I don't know what your background is. I don't know if you've ever heard the gospel. But as knowing the terror of the Lord, my job is to persuade men. But I'd be another fool if I I'd left my money unguarded I, around a convict. I, don't mean I don't trust them. I, it means we all have weaknesses I, and we all I, I have our limitations. I, and even when we come to Christ, I, you better fear the flesh. I, and if, you, <laughs> if you're an ex-bank robber, I, yes, you can come to Jesus. I, and yes, you can become a bank teller I, if they'll hire you. But it might not be the occupation. I, that you want to take up but the point of it is is that there are people that would hold that against me that I would bring an ex-bank robber around my family but somebody living in unrepentant sin that I don't want them around my child and that there be no difference but the difference is I'm trying to lead one to Christ that hasn't rejected uh, my offers as of yet and the other has rejected the Christ I've shared with them over and over and over and no matter how I try to dice it he is the brother of my children you can say it's spirit do away with it he's still a brother he'll always be a brother 
and I have a responsibility and so do you to live out your salvation with fear and with trembling do you know what the first commandment is in the Bible the first commandment that God well you can say that it was let there be light well yeah, I mean the first commandment that God made to mankind do you know what it was does any of you know what it was it was you can have ever tree in the garden but just one one tree you can't have of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil Thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Oh, don't you wish that was our boundaries today that we could do everything but one thing well not in a fallen world I wouldn't want that but wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live in the garden of Eden do you know what the second commandment was it's the one that's been desecrated it's the one look all around you it is the root cause of everything that we see wrong today and the Lord caused a great deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he well the first, uh, you could say uh, the 18th verse he said and the Lord said it is not good that man should be alone I will make him a help meet for him and Adam uh, though every beast including Adam was made from the dust of the earth he caused Adam who named the cattle uh, and the fowls uh, and the beasts of the field uh, uh, but Adam himself uh, uh, there was no help, help meet for him uh, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam uh, and he slept uh, and he took one of his ribs and he closed up the flesh instead thereof uh, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man uh, made he a woman uh, and he brought her unto man and Adam said uh, this is now bone of my bones uh, and flesh of my flesh uh, she shall be called woman uh, because she was taken uh, out of a man uh, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother uh, and shall cleave unto his wife uh, and they shall be one flesh second commandment uh, God gave it so early uh, that if he'd have told Adam Eve, uh, this is a declaration uh, that's making uh, I don't know if he spoke this to Adam but if he did uh, He'd have had to explain what a father and a mother was because she was bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. So we know that this being a second commandment and just how Satan wanted to destroy, he come into the garden. Why to break that eternal union that had been there forever and ever and ever because God had created him. Uh, to live uh, as one flesh uh, forever and ever and ever uh, look around us uh, look in society uh, 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 Satan has been trying to destroy uh, uh, the command
commandment that God made before there was ever even a father or a mother. And he's continually doing it. We hear the declarations that are being made. We see it in our own society. Our culture shouts of it. We even know that I never really even thought this would take place. I realized when, uh, way back there, uh, when they started normalizing uh, a divorce and remarrying, uh, I thought to myself, uh, before this is over with, uh, a man will be able to have two or three uh, or four or five uh, or six wives. Uh, but what did we do? Uh, we put it in hyperdrive. Uh, we jumped all the way over that, uh, even though uh, there's a lot of so-called Christians uh, that is practicing. Uh, a consecutive polygamy. They're married to this one and then they're married to that and then they're married to this one. And there are people down down and out sinners would think it was awful after you divorced your three wives to go and lay with one of them after you married your fourth wife. They'd think it was terrible but our government wouldn't. They wouldn't prosecute you for it. There might be people that wag their head but nobody honors marriage uh, but we leaped over the polygamy altogether uh, and we said a man can marry a man uh, we say a man can be a woman uh, and a woman can be a man uh, but if we don't honor God's word uh, as his children who will uh, if we don't declare uh, what's right and wrong uh, uh, to our brothers or sisters uh, who will uh, and you can spiritualize it all you want uh, uh, but I'm afraid that words I just ain't going to cut it. It didn't work for Eli when Eli pled with his sons. But the Lord did not count him guiltless. So here we are. And now, Eli's an old man. Samuel is an old man. And now Daryl is an old man. We opened the message up, right? They're my youngest child. The age between me and her is the same age between me and my grandfather. And there's not going to be a memory that Carolyn don't have where she won't look into the face of an old man. Turned on my computer this morning. I got a new browser and it's AI. I don't know if you'll be getting that notice or not. And then asked me to asked me to ask it to uh, draw a picture, a futuristic picture of whatever. Asked me to draw a futuristic uh, 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 a futuristic scene of, and then it left a blank. I clicked on it and it said dog. You know, it gave you some suggestions. I thought, oh, that's cheating. It said dog. Um, there was four options. I think it said a field, something else, and then it said other. And then when you clicked on other, and then it dropped down where you could type something in. And I put Christian. Because I want to see, <laughs> I want to see what this AI is going to do, right? Boy, she sat there and twirled and twirled. Then it popped up. Futurism and Christianity 
uh, as an eschatological, eschatology, eschatology of this, this, and that. Please try again. And I thought, oh, so it's not going to give me a picture of a futuristic Christian. Because, see, I was wondering if it's going to show cemetery, if it's going to show a prison cell, if it's going to show somebody behind bars, right? And, and it said, please try again. So I thought, huh, and I laughed. My wife was in the kitchen. She says, what's wrong with you? It's like, I broke the Internet. <laughs> I, I laughed. And then all of a sudden it popped up, and it looked like some cyborg. His eyes was glowing red. And he, had a, uh, he was kind of like made out of metal, looked like uh, something I've seen in a movie somewhere. And, uh, and he had a cross. I looked like he was dressed up like a knight, but his skin was metal too, right? And then it, and there was two pictures, and they both had crosses, and they looked like robots. <laughs> and then boom, and there was twenty or more of them, right? And they said they, but when it was flashing there, it said searching the internet. I said all of this to say this is how fast our world is moving. We develop AI, and now everybody has it. You know, this is something that they theorized about for decades. And now, once they cross this, whatever, Rubicon, a precipice, whatever it is, now it's boom. It's going to blow up, and we don't even know what to do with it. Young people have always looked at the elderly and the old and said, old fogies, they are so behind the times. Now, 50-year-old people, 60-year-old people, look at people that's five years older than them. And if they don't adopt this or that or whatever, they say, look at that old person. They're so behind the times. But we don't live to the standards of the world. If you don't respect God's law, well, then I'm going to respect it for you because I'm a Christian. And if the Christians don't obey the commandments of God, you don't have to uh, honor marriage. I'm going to honor it for you. You don't have to. You don't have to love your neighbor. I'm going to love him for you, and that's how we demonstrate the things of God. It's not by trying to relate and understand and let some lost person tell you how, what a wonderful Christian, a spiritual experience they have. Next time somebody says, well, I'm not a Christian, I'm spiritual, say, so you worship the devil? Try it. Try it. Oh, but Daryl, that's not nice. It's more than nice. It's the truth. Right? But if your relationship with people is to build relationships so I can get something from them, Try it. You might get something from them. It might not be what you want, but it'll be something. And for that reason, you won't do it. If that's your idea of what a futuristic Christian is going to look like. But I would encourage each and every one of you to not be like Eli. So how's that look? And what does that look like? Each and every one of us have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And you know what? I know that there are lost people that are wicked 
uh, that have went, they are as Eli's sons. They will not hear the word of God because God is going to destroy them. And they have crossed that line. And here we are selling out and selling our soul in order that we might win them to Christ. And then you'll cross the line. And when you cross that line, will it be said of you, think about this for a minute, will it be said of you, notwithstanding, you would not hear the voice of your father or your pastor or your mother or your aunt or your uncle because the Lord rather slay you this flies in the face of modern Christianity right all you have to do is choose Jesus all Eli's sons had to do was quit do you realize they could have heard now listen to this they could have heard the instruction of their father and quit picking up their whores at the door of the tabernacle and went to the whorehouse instead. And a lot of a lot of modern day Christians would say, see, don't they don't they love and honor their father? They're listening to him. And they still would be slain by the Lord because they would not repent. We preach the messages. See, this is the youth service, and I don't know if you think this is an odd service to have for the youth, but I think there couldn't be nothing more, more appropriate. If the Lord don't raise up men and women, if he don't move you by the Holy Ghost, you will not be moved. And there are some here that the Lord has said, well, you need to do this. Or more important, there are some here that the Lord says, what are you doing? And you brush it off and say, I will hear you another day, but you will not because the Lord is going to slay you. Now, if you're saying, oh, no, I went too far. Well, that's not for you to determine. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today, turn him not away. Am I the only one that have heard somebody pleading? I haven't heard it in several weeks now. That have pleading that the Lord don't speak to me anymore. I don't feel anything. And they dismiss it as, well, you know, oh, whatever. I don't know what, how they dismiss it. It's something that's vitally important. It's serious. It happens. Has it happened to that individual? I'm not their judge. But it happens. Some might think because my granddaddy was a preacher. And his son was a preacher. And his son's son was a preacher. That somebody in my family is going to be a preacher. Well, I tell you what. It ain't for me to, it ain't for me to appoint them, is it? That's what Samuel did. And he... He caused the people to want a king to be dominated by. And Samuel told them all, he, he'll take your sons and your daughters, 
your daughters will have to cook for him and your sons will go to war for him. And they said, we want it because all of our neighbors got it. And, and maybe he should have said, and they'll be like my sons and they'll be worthless. But they'll still be your judges. And that might have caused them to what? They were already determined. They wanted what they wanted and they were going to have it. Well, when it comes to serving the Lord, we are at his bidding. It's not the other way around. We must obey him. We can't work it up. We can't sing it down. We can't, um, we can't shout it down. If the Lord does not visit us here, we're just playing church. Are you willing how many of us, have, have, you, have you listened to the message? Did you hear? Sometimes I'm amazed, you know. Is the, is the altar any more, um, when we pray at the altar, is there, do we hear more people praying out loud? Do you pay attention? Do you listen? Well, listen, this is a reflection of your prayer life at home. I don't know if you know this, right? If you don't pray out loud at the house, you'll never pray out loud. On the altar, I know you say I don't need to, or you say I'm not comfortable. I'm just telling you, there's going to come a generation where everybody, if the Lord tarries, everybody that comes here, whether this is Nebo Free Will Baptist or whether it, it becomes some other denomination, and if the Lord don't show us mercy, Everybody here will be a good church member. But they will become as the family of Eli. Let's get some song to sing. I thought about that. What would the Lord, if the Lord sent a prophet to Daryl, what would he say? How would I handle it if he had said Daryl? You should have prayed more. Daryl, you should have read your Bible more. Daryl, when so-and-so was right on the edge, if you would have just preached with a little bit more earnesty, with a little bit more intensity, on February 2nd, 19, or 2012, this person would have, heard before they crossed the threshold to where they no longer have an opportunity. That they crossed a threshold where your son or your daughter caused a whole nation to turn their back on the workings of God who raised up prophets and judges and said, we want, we want what the world has.